0: 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.
1: Beside your absolutely fantastic website and videos, you have great studio as well as I can see. With same look and feel, colors, so everything must be perfect with you.
0: (laughs) I mean, well, our company is called STRV, right? And the way how this brand was put together is from the word strive. Because Uh we strive for more. And that's very much embedded in the company in how we do things. And just me sitting in the studio, it looks nice visually, right? But it's it's actually a spare bedroom that I have turned into looking like this uh, over uh, the past couple of weeks. And I think it just describes nicely the mentality that, uh, that I have and the, that the company really pushes. And that is striving for more, right? So if I wanna do more of the podcasting uh, things, then I better make sure that uh, I do that in the right way. Uh, So I think it goes very well together for me.
1: By the way, quick question. What do you think about podcasting as a channel, communication channel?
0: Well, for me, like listening to podcasts is one of the greatest ways how you can learn new things. Like, and I'm I'm the kind of person that hates reading, to be honest. And for me, listening to books uh, has been a game changer because that way I can easily listen to one book a week. I love cycling, so when I cycle. Uh, I listen to books or or when I run, I listen to podcasts and that way, like I can absorb so much information without actually uh, reading. Another hack that I will mention is that there is great apps that turn uh, a written text into a nice narrated voiceover. And thanks to the latest developments in AI, you can just take it and like have a nice voice that you really like to tell you everything at a speed that is great for you. So that's something that I've been
1: heavily using recently, to be honest. And you have mentions striving for more. If I understood you well, for you, the reputation, having the A plus team and mindset, are actually essential. Would you mind elaborating more on each one of them and sharing some success stories with us?
0: Yeah, um, I would say that, you know, in the industry where we operate, SDRV is a software and design, uh, like software design and engineering company. Right. And like there is hundreds, if not thousands of different companies that could be put in the same bucket like us. And if you are in a market that is so fragmented with so many opportunities, so many companies, left and right, freelancers, like how do you differentiate yourself? Right? Mm. Because if you are in an industry that is just about commodity, Well, if it's commodity, then it comes down to price only and nothing else. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we feel like there is a way different approach to it. right? If you want to be working on the very cutting edge products and uh, pushing the frontier of the tech industry, well, that's not going to happen if you approach it as a commodity. Uh, That's only going to happen if you build up, the individual skill sets that you need mm. to build great digital products and then you bundle them together extremely well. So when we say that the three pillars of STRV that makes make us very unique are the reputation, right? all the projects that we have done thus far, there's more than 500 of them. And there is mm. many, many brands ranging from small startups to big corporations. These are like the, these are, th- this sets the foundation, right? This is the foundation why companies actually should be even talking to us. I remember more than a decade ago when I first moved to the U.S. and we started building our business here no one cared about anything that we have done previously because we did not have references from the US market right mm-hmm. and it took us it took us a long time but now uh, well here we are and now we have the reputation but, but at, when you are starting off you just don't have that so you have to you have to pretty much build it up then the a plus team i kind of hinted right having the uh, top talent having the skill so you can uh, do great things and then the mindset I think that the mindset is is also described in striving for more that I uh, introduced already but I think it 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 means that like we are willing to go an extra mile and you can see it on uh, the quality of the work that we put it on the way how we approach things and how we communicate and how transparent we are and so on uh, so all of these I think are very relevant uh examples of what makes us uh, stand out a little bit in a market that otherwise would be like uh, full of the same companies and uh, you need to position yourself and that's the way how we approach it.
1: Almost 50% of your new partnerships comes uh, to you from referrals.
0: That's right. That's how we uh, built uh, our business and how we managed mm. to scale it to more than two hundred people today, almost twenty million dollars in revenue. Uh, through doing great work, uh, we get referred to other companies mm. and clients that we can work with. So uh, that's a channel that's been working for us extremely well. Uh, and like, if you do a great job in one place well people move right people don't stick around one company uh forever and what we have seen that happened to us was that like if someone really likes working with you then they will likely also consider working with you when they join a new company
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: Mm. when it comes to serial founders that rely on our services to build their products we have seen it many many times when uh, people go and they start new companies then they tend to bring us in and what's even better if you start working with a small startup that is successful scales makes it to the acquisition well if there is an acquisition there is likely gonna be a lot of rich people uh out of that acquisition And these rich people, like they enjoy the entrepreneurial journey. And suddenly you have many people that have experience working with you, that have the funds and that are thinking about starting uh, their new thing. And then it goes again, right? They go, they start new companies. Uh, Sometimes they reach out, they reach out to us. And uh, I think that just speaks for The quality of the service and the way how we approach things. And uh, the company has been around for almost the past two decades. Uh, And I think when you leave such a footprint, it already means something.
1: How did you begin with those first steps regarding referrals?
0: Yeah, like we never knew that this would be the channel that would work well for us, right? It only Mm It has only been proven by time, and uh, uh, we kind of figured that, like, if we do a great job in one place, that likely will lead to something else. But like at one point, it really like escalated, and uh, uh, we suddenly did one great project, but uh, it resulted in three referrals. Right, so mm-hmm. um, there was one point uh, relatively, like, let's say two, three years into our expansion in the US market where we realized, okay, wow, this is like uh, really picking up. And of course, like as you reach certain scale, then it slows down. Um, and I would say you asked me about what I would recommend to people that are at the very beginning of of, of that journey. I, I think that like you can't really count on referrals. Like that's one of the channels you should definitely consider all the other channels and all the other things mm-hmm. that you can do to drive business forward. But I think doing great job will always go a long, long way. Um, So that's, I think where most of the focus should be, right? Because you don't want to, you don't want to have a crappy product and, Uh, invest a lot in marketing and spreading the word if you can have extremely, extremely good product and then the marketing uh, does itself, basically. Uh, So some people say that uh, marketing is the price that you pay for uh, releasing a product uh, that is not extraordinary. Um, I wouldn't say that this is the only way how to approach it. But there is something on that, right? And when you look at uh, uh, some of the companies that invest into cutting-edge technologies like Tesla uh, and what their marketing budget looks like versus what the uh, marketing budgets of uh, companies like Samsung uh, look like, um, I think these are great examples of like how you can benefit from just uh, doing... Amazing service or delivering a great product.
1: One of the channels that is also important to you, as I can see, are conferences. So you've spoken at fifty-six conferences worldwide.
0: Um, I, I don't uh, know the number from the top of my head, but
1: uh, it's uh, on your I website.
0: Think, <laughs> I think conferences are uh, certainly a great channel and. Like I'm not a big networking animal myself, but I think that it's a way how to spread the word out and uh, how to also leverage the fact that a lot of interesting people are gathering in one area Mm -hmm. and you have a reason to reach out to them, right? So I think that when you want to be attacking conferences, you should do the homework and really think about the strategy, how to approach it. It will not be that fruitful if you just show up to a conference and like at that time you will start orienting yourself. I think that the best way how people can leverage conferences is that you actually go and spend two, four weeks uh, in advance of the conference time on reaching out to people figuring out who is going to be there, who are the speakers, who are the companies that are going to be exhibiting something and then creating a list, doing an outreach to them, scheduling emails, orienting in like how your days at the conference might look like. And then by the time you get there, you have your calendar full with uh, a lot of meetings and you can be very productive because otherwise like how would you call to, uh, how would you call email these people, right? You have a reason. they are going to a conference. you are going to a conference, and you have an you have an opening how to how to get in touch. And this has been a, a great way how to expand the network. and of course, like there is benefits to it if you then go and randomly meet great people. Yes, these are. These are uh, amazing things and you can go, you can network during days, nights, parties, uh, all of that. However you see fit, but uh, going into it without a strategy is probably not the wisest idea.
1: And the third point is the mindset. And you say we don't do bullshit and refuse to tell you anything but the truth. And I experience you as a very positive person. What is the definition of a successful mindset to you?
0: Um, I think that there is multiple ways how to introduce that. I think that uh, one of them would be, how does it how does it work on the on the personal level? And like I have a lot of people around me that just keep thinking negatively. and unfortunately, I have a sense, that the reason that they because they are thinking negatively is partially influencing that negative things happen are happening to them, and uh, like going through life or going through entrepreneur journey, it's not it's not easy. It's not always gonna be bright and shiny, uh, and there's gonna be dark moments. There's gonna be tough times, and um, I have experienced those, and they come and go. Every time, uh, all the time, and I think you just need to like make sure that you don't get caught up in thinking negatively too much, but rather thinking positively and like spreading the positive energy. And I'm not sure if it's something that can be taught uh, or if that's something that uh, people are just born with. Uh, I Feel like I am. Uh, I, I would agree with what you what you mentioned uh, that I am a positive person, and I have always been that way. Um, I and I'm I'm very thankful for that. But uh, I, I I think it's important, and it's infectious, right? It's infectious mm. because uh, if you are spreading positive energy, even during difficult times, and you are in a leadership role the other people that are around you will uh like will adapt to that and that's something that i have seen uh happening in like tough times for the company when there is someone who can uh like lead that with a positive mindset mm. uh it has it has huge impact and that's uh one of the ways how I think about leadership. And uh, uh, it's also one of the things how I think about life, frankly.
1: So, uh, you as a leader, what do you believe to be the most important attribute for success? Uh, That kind of mindset? Anything else?
0: I would say that, like... When i look at our organization the size the scale uh, if you are in a leadership role well you are likely not gonna do a whole lot of hands-on work the things that i do i think are not influencing the company that much anymore because i'm one out of 200 people and uh, uh output like if I am like let's say I am very like productive okay maybe I do the work of three people but it's three people in an organization of 200 what's the what's the impact very small right versus uh, if you are in the in the leadership role well it's very important that I put the right people in the right position Mm-hmm. because it goes from there right and i have i have my leadership team uh, that is uh, very crucial for how the company operates and how the company functions and i think that the second the second piece of it is that as a leader you need to set the right strategy you need to show what's going to be the vision and you need to be living and breathing it. Otherwise, the company will be confused. People will be confused. They will not know where to go and what decisions to make and so on. And the third piece uh, of uh, my uh, structure for uh, great leadership is to be the cheerleader, to be the person that has time to uh, do fun event, that has time to randomly chat with people in the office, reach out to a colleague uh, just to have a casual casual conversation or a coffee, just to keep the culture going. Mm. And I think these three are uh, essentially my three pillars of leadership.
1: And when you say right people to right positions, you have a very specific hiring process that helps you find people that make you better. Can you share a little bit more about that?
0: Of course, like we have, we have the the key principles uh, in the company based on which we we, we hire. We have quite rigorous uh, recruitment process, several rounds of uh, uh, interviews, test project, and so on. Uh, when I say the right people in the right position, I think that there is uh, multiple. Uh, there's multiple like check boxes that you need to fill to be uh, the right person for the right role. So, like considering that we are a company of certain size, you need some hard skills. Uh, to be able to fulfill the role. At the same time, you also need some adequate soft skills to be uh, in a in a leadership role, and that's like pretty much the only positions that I hire personally, right? Because these are the people that are reporting to me, and they manage their own teams, so they also need to be good leaders, um, and also like they need to be supporting the culture that we have created, and our our culture is a lot uh, related to. Giving people freedom, but expecting that there will be also a lot of responsibility coming from them. It's about uh, uh, teaching and learning um, and like all of these things. uh, That's, uh, uh, yeah, that's very essential. And we look into all of those uh, when we interview people because we want to make sure that they will be a great fit. And like, if you ask me, does that work uh, in 100% of the cases? It never unfortunately works in 100% of the cases, but uh, uh, we strive as with uh, everything to uh, get that uh, percentage to uh, as high number as possible.
1: When you speak about that pyramid, hard skills, soft skills and personal development, what's the ratio today versus when, when you were in startup phase? Is the same? ratio? Is, is it different, especially for those entrepreneurs that are maybe in the middle of the process?
0: It, it it changed very dramatically. When we were starting off, we would not care about the hard skills at all. Uh, frankly, we would hire people right out of college because uh, we were also right out of college. Uh, and also, also when, when the company is small, you don't really need a whole lot of hard skills Mm -hmm. uh, that would be immediately needed versus if you have a company that is already operating, that is already of certain scale, uh, you need those skills. Uh, Let's just take finance department, for example, right? If you are like, if you have a company of uh, two, three people to manage finance of that company, right? Like, it's likely if you are good with numbers, you'll be fine. Uh, if you have uh, a company that has operations in multiple parts of the world, uh, that has like uh, a lot of people on payroll, that has uh, uh, a lot of clients and like just like heavy, heavy operation, uh, many invoices, uh, many uh, bank accounts, different currencies, hedging and uh, loans and uh, other bank instruments, what well, suddenly, if you want someone to be a leader of of that beast, uh, and I think that I'm not even like going like we are like in my perspective, we are still a very small company, right? When you compare it with uh, you know the giants of the tech world or uh, the giants of the world overall, uh, these are these are uh, different beasts, but I still I still think that it gives a nice comparison and you always need to assess what's the right level of skills uh, that you need for a particular role. But I would say uh, like in the very beginning we were purely hiring based on culture fit. Uh, so we wanted to just have people that we would uh, genuinely enjoy working with. And of course, like when we were looking for an engineer, we would still look at the scale. Mm. Uh, But uh, we we would not go as deep as we go today.
1: Regarding big beasts, can you tell us a bit more about your experience working with Fortune 500 companies?
0: We were honored to be able to work with companies like Microsoft, for example. And uh, of course, like I think that when you can establish those relationships it's great because these are like uh stable sources of work uh it's different kinds of projects you can do different things and uh, you can uh touch uh, bigger ideas but we very much enjoy working with uh Fresh startups. Uh, so the whole range of projects go like is very wide. We we work with many startups from uh, accelerators that uh, get fresh funding. So we help them to build their tech products. But uh, uh, we also work with bigger companies. I think that what is the common denominator for us to uh, basically select the right client is is there a willingness to create uh, the best product possible? uh and uh is there like a good motivation around that and that's i think what needs to click so we don't really care whether we work for a fortune 500 brand or for a young startup or maybe solo founder that is just kicking things off um but i would i i i would say that uh, uh Definitely, the sales uh, cycles are a lot shorter in the startup world, right? If you want to be working with bigger companies, it's likely going to take months before uh, you get through a rigorous legal process and mm-hmm. negotiation process and all of that. But once you once you get in, you are likely in for many many years uh, if uh, if you do a good job. When I think about like, what are some of the trends that are really big these days? I uh, look at artificial intelligence, what's happening in in that world is crazy. And I think that like with tools like ChatGPT, this is at the very inception. And I think people can start building it into their uh, use cases, daily habits and there will be like a lot of products that will be heavily dependent on AI coming out in 2023. I think that uh, uh, 2023 is going to be big year for AI, but also there is other technologies that I think uh, we will see having their prime time. I think augmented reality mm. uh, is, is one Finally. of them. Finally. Uh, there was never a good device. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, but uh, it's coming. It's coming, and like it, sooner or later, it will happen. And of course, like what's happening in the in the Web three world, and like yes, uh, uh, there's a little bit of a downturn when it comes to crypto and NFTs. But I'm a big proponent that blockchain is an amazing technology, and it will be here for the foreseeable future, and we'll see the rise of that. Uh, and there'll be a lot more applications it's just uh, in my eyes it's just a temporary hiccup that uh, we are going through right now so these would be my three picks when it comes to like what to look forward to in terms of new tech one of the great examples of what we have built as uh, what i consider a cutting-edge product is for a a fitness company called Berries. Throughout the pandemic, uh, they are heavily dependent on the in studio fitness, right? They have uh, uh, opened uh, almost uh, 100 studios all over the world and uh, they are very popular. Um, it's my favorite workout, to be honest. But throughout the pandemic, they were forced to shut down uh, all of the studios, and that's uh, that was the time when we actually partnered and we helped them to build up uh, their entire uh, digital platform, mm. where you can get the same level of experience that you get in the studio, in the comfort of your home and uh, or when you are traveling, and. Uh, we have uh, gone above and beyond when it comes to quality uh and uh like streaming is hard and when you want to do live streaming with an instruct- instructor and you want to see both ways uh, uh you you want to see the instructor you want the instructor to see yourself it requires a lot of tech to to work out just great and even like you know it's easy to make a Zoom call for uh, two people. It's not that easy to make a Zoom call where uh, you have hundred people joining and you want everybody to see everybody with perfect quality. And uh, so I think that that's been that's been and you want to have great great quality of the music combined mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So like this is just to picture. The way how we approach things and the details that we look at and uh, uh, it's been a great project that we have done for berries and uh, they're still our clients we love them uh, but just just an example how we strive for more and how that is reflected on the kind of products that we build. so if uh, the people listening to this podcast would like to learn more about strv and what we do and potentially. Figure out if we could do something together. The best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website, strv.com. There's a contact form. That's the best way to to reach out. Alternatively, you can also look me up on uh, all social media. It's Lubosmith. I have the same handle everywhere. So it's fairly simple. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.